Welcome to MBSing. I am your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today for episode 54 is Sean Price, and he is talking to me about his love of the very generally beloved Muppets. Uh, this was such a fun conversation. I don't even know Sean very well. He's someone who uh, I've seen perform a lot and didn't even uh, meet for a while until after past guest of the show, Adam Levin, talked about him during his episode um, and when he plugged the show on Facebook, tagged Sean in the post and Sean subsequently listened to the episode and thus became familiar with the podcast uh, and then subsequently told me he'd be interested in being a guest. And here we are, full circle. And what a delight it was. I'm so glad I had him and that he was willing to do it. I think I got super bitty in here for one reason or another. I think it was... Uh, I was going to say it was early, but it wasn't. I was just didn't sleep much and was tired. Um, uh, so I apologize if I derail things too much. But I had fun. It seemed like Sean did too. I think it'll be a fun one to listen to. I'm also sorry if this seems like I'm recording it outside. Uh, because I am. Um... I have, I feel like I used to be very much more musy in my, uh, muse, I, I used to have more musings, let's say, in my intros than I do now. I feel like I, they're far more to the point than they used to be, which, you know, is probably for the better, but I'm in a mood to muse a little bit, so bear with me. Um, it is late, uh, I am still awake but my roommate is going to bed, thus I came outside to record this. Um, and there's a place I like to go when I'm musing, uh, typically late at night, um, and it's a zip car lot that's by my apartment. I don't know why that's what it is, but there's something about being near a car the best is when there are pickup trucks here, and I just lie in the bed of the truck. Something about it. I don't own a car. Maybe that's it. My longing for them. So anyway, if you ever rent a zip car with a dented hood, as though a small person has been lying on it late at night, my bad. Anyway, um... To get a little more to the point, um, I had a, a really wonderful night. I had a show, and a very good friend of mine who's moving in the not-too-distant future came to see it. It was the first time that I'd gotten to spend some time with him since I found out he was moving. Um, and we went out for drinks afterwards, um, which I wasn't planning on doing, but in those kinds of situations... 
that's what you do. Um, and it was a great night, and I was very happy, and uh, a little melancholic upon leaving. And uh, when we were leaving the bar, one idiot just had to ruin it. Just had to get kicked out of the bar, and then say derogatory things to my friend, and then had to not leave when I asked him to leave, and then not leave when some of the guys that I was with 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 tried to um, force him to leave, uh, and then we ended up having to walk away instead of enjoying our last few moments together and having a nice. Uh, parting of ways, good night. Um, one asshole ruined that moment for the rest of us. And I, I biked home very frustrated uh, that I let that happen, that he got under my skin. And I got home, and I talked about it a little uh, with my roommate, and I felt immediately better. It's still angry that I had let him do that. <sighs> but but mostly just that I just wanted my night to be good. And then he had to just put cast this pall over it that none of us deserved. Um, and I guess I only bring this up to remind us to not let the assholes ruin things. Uh, and to just keep in mind all the all the good things that we have um, and to not let them win and to let it blow over and let it uh, be okay that sometimes people are idiots and they shouldn't have as much of a hold over us as the good people do. Also, another nice thing that I'd like to say is that I was told by former guest of the show, Chris Geiger, that his mom, Stephanie Geiger, really likes the show and says that she specifically likes my voice a lot, which is a compliment that I always enjoy getting. So this is just to say, hello, uh, Chris Geiger's mother. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for supporting everything that Chris does and in turn some things that I do. Uh, I think you're great. And uh, speaking of Chris Geiger, he's a fellow member of the Nerdalogs. We have a show running on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays for the next two weeks. Yeah, guys, this show I've been talking about for two months at least and been plugging incessantly such that people who listen to the show all the time are probably getting tired of it. But you know what? There's only six shows left, and there's plenty of people who haven't seen the show. And that show is called The Lord of the Wrigley, The Fellowship of the Cubs. It is at 8 o'clock on Fridays and Saturdays. It is at 2 o'clock on Sundays. It is at the Public House Theater, and you have two more weekends to see it. If it is July and you have not seen it, you will never see it. So gonna keep talking about it until it's over so you know i guess you'll just have to i mean you could just like skip forward 15 seconds at a time every time i bring it up i do that sometimes on podcasts when they're talking about stamps.com 
That's an inside podcast joke for other people who listen to podcasts. Uh, the other show I'm working on that I did tonight is called Owls. It's at the Annoyance Theater. It is every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock until the end of July, and it's with my past guests, Ryan Ben, and probably future guest Brian Duff uh, is the writer-director of that show, and I think it's very great, and I enjoyed doing it very much, and this week already felt way different from last week, which was a really cool, interesting, creative feeling to have. Um... Despite the nature of this uh, odd endeavor that I took in recording this intro, I assure you, I am not inebriated in any way. I'm just lying on the hood of a zip car, thinking about how much fun it was to do this show with Sean, and how much fun it was to do my show with Ryan tonight how much fun I had with my friends after the show and letting go of the one asshole who tried to ruin that for me because it's not worth expending energy on the one asshole. So, with that said, (laughs) it's time to start the music. It's time to light the lights. You guys get it. Enjoy this episode with Sean Price and I talking about the Muppets. Uh, yeah, what, in Charleston, could you, was there like a, could you like go to bars before 21? Um, Is there like a, could you like walk around drinking alcohol? No, there's, it's not open container. Oh, okay. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would, yeah. Um, I would, are there like, specific parts of New Orleans that are uh, like, how do they, control the open container laws they just don't i mean they just i mean like unless unless you're acting really really rowdy they right. won't stop you um and if you're like maybe, if you're like in a <laughs> right i know i was i was definitely spoiled i wasn't i did not party too hard in, uh-huh. in college but when i thought it was the same everywhere i thought you could just walk around oh. with beer so like when i moved here uh, right after school. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I was I went to Chili's and I got a margarita <laughs> and we had to go. So I was like, can I get this in a to go cup? Like seriously, <laughs> like I thought that was like a oh, legitimate no. thing I could do. And the waitress was like, looked at me. No, you can't. The, yeah, <laughs> the get out of this look. bar, little boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was twelve when I when I moved here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's so um, funny. But uh, I'm really interested in South Carolina now because I just watched the Ken Burns documentary on the Civil War. Really? And a lot of a lot of shit went down in South Carolina. Lexington, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are two grades in when you grow up in South Carolina where you literally your uh, social studies class is South Carolina history oh, yeah. in third grade and eighth grade. Mm. So like most of like. When I say South Carolina history, I mean we learned about the Civil War. <laughs> right. We also learned what you know the state bird was and stuff like that. It's the Carolina wren, um, oh. but mostly just Civil War history. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it's a big part. It's a big part of it. 
in that <laughs> so area. The funny thing about living in the South is that I feel like you learn a lot of Civil War history and no one else in the country really does. Like, it's just like part of the rest of the history things you learn. Right. But for us, yeah, straight up concentrated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it did, like, you were taught that. Like you weren't taught, like, oh, it was the War of Northern Aggression, uh, or, or was not, it like... Not at school. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my dad calls the Civil War to this day. <laughs> like, in a legitimate way? Uh, maybe not entirely, <laughs> but certainly... As he wears his Confederate flag around him, <laughs> walking yeah, through his plantation. Paint, I don't want to paint my dad in a horrible light, because <laughs> uh, he's a incredibly kind, understanding okay. man. Um, but yeah... Yeah, it, it's, uh, he certainly is like, he's one of those people who's like, well, it was less about slavery than everybody tries to make it out to be. Like, it's not <laughs> oh, that he yeah, believes yeah. that slavery was like what it, like how the country should have been functioning. He just like truly believes that there were other like things that caused it to happen as opposed to that being <laughs> that like, and I'm just like, ah, cool, guess, dad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Can we talk about something else? Yeah. Uh, wait, what school did you go to? Uh, Furman University. It's in Greenville, South Carolina. Oh, okay. Um, it's like 2,700 students. The pers- uh, private college or private, yeah, private university. Um, dry campus, the opposite of what you wow. had. Dry <laughs> campus. Yeah. What what did that mean? You just had to like go somewhere else to drink, uh, or be crafty. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, my favorite story that came out of that, which I might have told on the podcast before, but it bears repeating, <laughs> is uh, our friend Hunter, who uh, wasn't a theater major, but he um, did some shows with us by the end of senior year. He was an English major. He hung out and. Uh, he used to uh, buy boxed wine, take the bag out of the box, throw the box away, and put the bag into empty cereal boxes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case, like, there was a raid on the apartment, and uh, he needed to be surreptitious. Did you all get raids? Yeah, that sounded... Uh, if you... that You could get alcohol violations. Um, so there were some times where there were, like fire safety checks where they were allowed to come into your apartments just literally for fire safety but if they're like see a bottle of wine on the counter you could get an alcohol violation uh since then the apartments have become uh just the apartments that are on campus are wet so like the campus is still dry um but the on-campus uh housing that is apartment and not dorms uh, you can have alcohol in but that happened after I graduated Uh, Um, but apparently it got like more strict because they had to make sure that everyone who did have alcohol was 21 so it was almost better that uh, we didn't have that freedom that they could strictly patrol it was a whole thing Mm. Um, prohibition yeah (laughs) prohibition (laughs) indeed Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah I uh I was at a lot of parties that got campus police called. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah for sure. Did you have to, like, run? Uh, there were a couple runs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're in a first-floor apartment. <laughs> there were some runs. <laughs> That's so funny. And, like, in New Orleans, we had campus police, like, come to a few parties, and, like, obviously there was chicanery going on. <laughs> <laughs> chicanery. <laughs> and, but they would just be like, oh, don't just... Don't be so rowdy. Guys. Yeah, right. We'll have to check IDs, maybe. <laughs> if 
we get another call in. That's the thing is like after they instated that rule, if the if the if they would come to the campus uh, or if they would come to a party, they lit- this was after I graduated. They literally would like check everyone's ID. So it was a lot of people being like, I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have an idea on me. <laughs> this is like obviously drunk eighteen year old being an idiot. Uh, cool. Um, my guest today is Sean Price. Oh, hello. <laughs> Those are his hello. dulcet tones that you've been listening to <laughs> talking about all things Southern. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm a Southern Southern gentleman. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for having me. This thank you. A, a pleasure. For expressing an interest in wanting to do it. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, in uh, Adam Levin's episode, he uh, name dropped Adam Levin. Yeah, there we he go. He name dropped a bunch of people. He did. And tagged them when he posted yeah. the episode. And so many of those people have been like, hey, listen to that episode of your podcast. Like, uh-huh. it, it truly worked. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I listened to it. <laughs> Because I wanted to hear my name mentioned. Exactly. It, which is, It's just so funny to me that that is like the source of a bunch of people listening to it. And that episode was twice as long as any of the others. Yeah. Been. No, I listened to it. I don't... Do, do you like have like the numbers? I don't... Is that your most viewed podcast? <laughs> most listened to podcast? Um, ever since I switched from Podbean to them all being hosted on the Nerdalogs website, oh. I don't know any exact numbers anymore. Oh. Podbean like very distinctively tracks things, but I, I have no idea. (laughs) I asked Steve who put them all on there and he sent me a bunch of like numbers from different sources and was like, uh, here's some from, uh, Google something, something. And these are downloady thingy thingies, but (laughs) I don't really know what any of it means. And they're all like in the thirties or forties. And I was like, I don't think that's right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure at least a thousand people. Listen to me on a weekly basis. <laughs> that is not true. But a couple hundred, maybe. Yeah. Uh, the most mis- listened to episodes while it was on uh, Podbean were like over 100. So just like, mm. I know it hasn't been falling off. If anything, more yeah. people are listening to it now. So I don't know. I okay. live in blissful ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I assume, like you said, thousands. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's like the, uh, maybe it's the Velvet Underground of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like a few people listen to it, but the people who do listen to it are inspired super, to start their own podcast. Super, super into it. Yeah. I truly have had more than one person be like, hey, I think I want to start something um, to ask me advice on like what I've been working oh. on. I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I will gladly be inspirational. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, uh, yeah, since you listen to Adams, talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and we, who's party? Oh, Damien White's party. Yeah, what a party. <laughs> Speaking of party, did we, have we talked about parties while you were recording? Uh, yeah. yes, anyway, yes, yes, yes. That, sure. that was a party. That's an example of a party. And cops came to that. Oh yeah, yeah. I love. I at this age, I love when cops come to parties. Me too. I'm just like, come at me, bro. Yeah, I'm like 21, <laughs> yeah. uh, far past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's like at that party when the cops came. Someone, people started like leaving and freaking out, and someone turned to me and was like, "What? 
are these people not 21? Right. <laughs> yeah, why are we hanging out with these high schoolers? I mean, why do people not understand that like, <laughs> we're out of the jurisdiction of their law? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I totally can relate to that. Uh, um, but, yeah, at this party, I... I was like, I want to be on your show. I want to be on it. And I was, I'm glad that you remembered when I yelled that at you. Got to write it down. (laughs) Uh, And uh, no, my reaction to that is always, wow, really? Uh, Cool. Great. Let's do it. (laughs) I'm always first surprised. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's fun. I, that's how mm. most of the people I've ended up being guests, just by expressing an interest and in do it. Because I never want to hound someone who doesn't seem like they're interested. Yeah. That's good. I'm always scared to ask people to be on their stuff. I feel like this has taught me that that's not something you should necessarily always shy away from. Right. Because, I mean, maybe other people are different from how I view it, but I'm just like... Mm. Why not? Like, why yeah. wouldn't I want someone who's interested in doing it to do it with me? <laughs> right. And you're like, no, I... Uh, I try to keep it pretty exclusive. Yeah, pretty exclusive. Um, yeah, be pretty special. Um, yeah, and you even already knew what you would talk to me about. That's right. Which is the Muppets. Muppets. Yes, Muppets. Um, mm-hmm. What is the origin of your love for the Muppets? Um, I don't know, for me, like, I feel like the Muppets have just always been there uh-huh. in my life. Um, so I, I, I was a big Muppet Babies fan oh, as, a, yes. as a kid. That was probably me like too. my earliest introduction to the world of I Muppets. I love that that was your doorway. <laughs> yeah. When I told Stefan that was your topic, uh, we both were like, yeah, I haven't seen that much Muppets. Um, but... What I did watch was Muppet Babies. Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We both watched it all the time. So yeah. you took that as like a gateway drug. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I consider Muppet Babies part of the Muppet canon. So. <laughs> as would I. As would I. Yeah. Uh, so that was probably my first introduction to Muppets. Um, my older sister uh, was a big Muppet fan, so she sort of handed that down that love to me as well. Um, and I just, yeah, I grew up uh, watching... All the Muppet movies. Um, my favorite one was Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that's one. I haven't seen all of them, but that's one I have seen. Yeah. It's been a while, but. Oh, yeah. Uh, that one, I, I feel like people our age really connect to Muppet Christmas Carol. I think that's because it came out when we were really little kids. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so we're about the same age, right? Yeah, I'm 26. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Wait, when's your birthday? It was June 8th. Oh, because you just turned yeah, it. Yeah, literally just turned it. Was I, I was invited. Did you have a birthday party? I didn't have a party. Hey, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> this is going downhill quick. I didn't have a party. Uh, so a small group of people went to um, Whirly Ball. Oh, it I was, saw that on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Great. Uh, Steph planned a surprise Whirly Ball <gasps> outing. She blindfolded me and made me put headphones on and put me in a cab. That's terrifying. (laughs) Uh, Why would you do that? (laughs) With unending uh, love. Uh. (laughs) I was like, all right, don't know where I'm going. And I just like put on my favorite album. And let's do a few songs as we whisked our way down to Whirly Ball. Wait, we're now we're getting way off Muppets. But what's your favorite album? Oh, uh, one of my favorite albums is uh, "Strict Joy" by The Swell Season. Um, 
Nice. It's Glenn Hansard yeah. and Marquette Glova from the movie once. Yes, I know. Okay, <laughs> yes. all right. Not everyone. For knows. all you viewers at home who are not aware, uh, <laughs> they made a movie called Once. And it's really good. So I it's one it. of my it's favorites. One of my, it's one of my favorite movies. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, uh, back to Muppets. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I just, I just grew up. Loving the Muppet. I feel like there there's a few constants in my life. Like uh-huh. Simpsons are one, uh-huh. uh, and Muppets I are there. That. Just like they're just always always there. Always a mm. big part of my life. So did you go back and like watch a bunch of the Muppet Show at that point? No, you know. It, to be honest, I haven't watched much of the Muppet Show. I mm. I mean, I've watched. I watched uh, episodes of it, but I never went back and like got the DVDs right. or anything. No. How much is there of that? There's yeah, like three it, or four seasons. Okay. I almost would have guessed that there was even more. No, it just seems that way because there's always television specials. <laughs> yeah. Muppets are always doing some sort of TV special like once right. a year. Right. Um, so it seems like the Muppet Show has been on for a while. But uh, the Muppet Show proper was uh, on from uh, during like the late half of the 70s. Okay. Or second half of the, of the 70s. That's awesome. It's so, yeah. it's it's one of those things that's like, uh, impressive that it has as much staying power as it does. I think it oh, yeah. speaks to the nature of what it is. Right. I, I, I when I when I knew I was on this podcast, I was trying to think of like what makes the Muppets uh, such beloved characters, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's just because uh, they're. Uh, I don't know. There's something about them that they live in such a, a cheerful. Well, I was going to say cheerful world. Sometimes they can be sad Muppets. I but, think, but I think that's like, I think that's part of it. The fact that they let it have multiple levels. Yeah. Um, and, and there's something about just a puppet. <laughs> and they're funny. And I know there's something about puppets that just speaks to to people of all ages. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's like, a good point too. Because it is like seemingly happy and childlike but then mm-hmm. there's like the darker sides of it right that the adults appreciate yeah what's the one uh where they're on the ship muppet treasure island muppet treasure yeah island. i've that. seen that one too <laughs> <laughs> so you're well versed in, in muppet movies yeah 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 uh, uh we got we got cabin fever right there we go yeah it's a classic song uh muppet treasure island's another movie that i, I like the critics like didn't like when it came out like old school muppet fans aren't right. a fan but people our age I really connect to that movie yes i totally agree with you it's not but, one that anyone talks about except for people from our generation right i think uh I, Everyone always talks about the great Muppet caper. Yeah, just and, the Muppet Sick Manhattan. Yeah, and the original, the original Muppet movie. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Muppet Treasure Island holds up super well if you ever go back and watch <laughs> I haven't it. Seen it's, it since <laughs> you should do yourself a favor. <laughs> I mean, watch Muppet Treasure uh, Island. If, if for nothing else than reliving, we got Kevin. Fink. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then Tim Curry is the uh, the main pirate oh, guy. Really? Who's Tim Curry? Is just a uh, a, a national treasure. <laughs> I can't disagree. Well, he's with you. from he's from England, so he's not. Our oh, yeah, I was gonna treasure, say. He said national treasure, and I was like, he's not. He's not in the he, UK. Yeah, yeah, he's not, he's not American, but he's uh, he's a treasure. Uh, he is, I, uh, and he is he's does wonderful work in that multi movie. an international treasure. <laughs> he's an international treasure. Yes, Tim Curry. That's right. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, who's the guy? It doesn't someone. 
someone live plays Scrooge too, right? Oh, Michael Caine. Michael yeah. Caine. <laughs> there you go. Was that Michael Caine just walking in the studio? Oh, Michael Caine oh. is here. <laughs> oh my God, Michael Caine. Yeah, Mary Beth, I forgot. I brought a special guest to talk about the Muppet oh. Christmas Carol. Oh, wow, that's so cool, Sean. I like it's what a cool surprise. No one's ever done anything like this before. Michael Caine. <laughs> oh, and he just left. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> sa- I guess he says it when he enters the room and when he leaves. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that was a fun. Uh, that was a fun uh, uh, moment we just had with Michael Caine, Sir Michael Caine. I don't know if he's a sir yet. It doesn't matter. He should be if he's not. Yeah, if he's, uh, right? he's not a knight. Yeah, he should Same be. Same with Tim Curry. Sir let's Tim Curry. Some, let's, yeah. Uh, let's write some letters to the queen. Queen. Yeah. They still got a queen, right? Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah, hanging in there. <laughs> I think they still have royalty in, in England that hasn't fallen apart yet. Yeah, yeah, but doesn't it... I don't know the whole... I don't know the process of, like... Uh, I guess it just depends on which member of the royal family, like, takes over for who as mm. to which person is literally the highest on the totem pole. Yeah. I think the way it is now... And forgive me, internet, if I'm wrong about this. <laughs> I'm talking to the computer as mm-hmm. if it's a person. but uh, As if it represents all of the internet. <laughs> all the internet. But once Queen Elizabeth dies, and I think Kate Middleton becomes queen. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. And that's why she's it's such a big line. deal. Yeah. They should do that with the Pope, too. <laughs> just, what, his, his daughter becomes uh, Pope? <laughs> yeah. The Pope just happens to have a, uh, like the a Pope relative? is not celibate. <laughs> yeah. They, they, it's just like... Game of Thrones, or just uh, just like Game of Thrones style, where just your the eldest becomes uh-huh. the the ruler. Uh-huh. And, and if uh huh. And if the Pope doesn't have any kids, it's one of those super stressful things. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are we gonna do about the Pope? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, we're gonna have to fight to the death. What a competition! Um. I I can't imagine being uh, to take it back to Michael Caine. Uh-huh. I can't imagine being a human acting in a Muppet movie. Yeah, I feel like it would take a specific type of person to be able to pull it off. Well, right. It's yeah. It's gotta be tough because I mean, uh, from what I from what I hear, I think actors really enjoy being in Muppet movies just because it it's really like fun. It. And the Muppeteers do such a good job of oh. bringing like a personality to the per- to the Muppets, where yeah, it's like you're actually... acting with a, oh, an actor. Oh, that's so fun! So and you just have to look just at the puppet. Yeah, and right. ignore that there's someone <laughs> that there's can. someone there. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm sure it's it's fun. I I heard a story once where Kermit the Frog was on the Tonight Show, like mm-hmm. in the '70s, mm-hmm. and they tried to mic Kermit. Oh, instead of that's the, so instead funny. Of, instead of Jim Henson. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen that, like, I've seen them do it where they even, like, put the puppeteer into a chair and stuff like that. So it just, oh, like, yeah. looks like uh, there's just Kermit, like, sitting on the chair, mm-hmm. like, with his hand on the armrest and everything. Just adorable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's another thing about Muppets that... That, that speaks across all generations. They're just adorable. Yeah. <laughs> They're just super cute, uh, adorable little creatures. Well, Jim Henson is just a genius. Like no, oh, one, yeah. I don't think anyone can deny that. Like all of these creations are so amazing mm-hmm. and like so specific that it's not just like oh, there's a bear puppet here. Like everything's yeah. so fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Like you know what Fozzie is and what Miss Piggy is and all those yeah. things because there's like he gave them personalities mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to just uh, you know random cute puppets. Yeah. Um, would you say 
Uh, so we talked a lot about the movies. What would you say is your favorite? My favorite Muppet movie? Mm-hmm. Probably Muppet Christmas Carol. Right. That's the one I go back to the most. I know. I knew that was... Uh, that was like the first... That was one of your entryways into liking Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it sure was, yes. Who's uh, your favorite Muppet? My favorite Muppet, ooh, um, that's that's like changed over the years. Really? Originally, it was, uh, I think, Gonzo. Uh-huh. I think I connected to Gonzo <laughs> as like an awkward little boy who didn't really seem to fit in anywhere. Oh. Um, now I, 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 um, I have, I ref, I reflect a lot of myself with Kermit. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of myself in Kermit, mm-hmm. so I think Kermit's my favorite now. The, the uh... He's just like, yeah, every man, he's just trying to like, just keep life together and Uh always stressed. It's not Uh, easy being green. No, it's not easy being green. No, but he's, Your sunglasses are Kermit colored as I'm As as is my shirt. Yeah. I wear a lot of green, yeah. That is a thing I do. Is that a conscious decision? I think so, because when I was um, in high school or college, I, well, I have green eyes, mm-hmm. and I, I wore green once, and this girl I had a crush on was like, your eyes look beautiful when you wear green. <laughs> you were like, so well, from I, this day forward. <laughs> yeah. A 16-year-old Sean made, a, made that decision. <laughs> I will only wear green That's so for the rest funny. of my life. I wear a lot of green, too. It just looks good with red hair, and oh, I have, yeah. like, blue-green eyes. So, yeah, it's, mm. uh, it's a burden. It's a... <laughs> it's a yeah, <laughs> just, I uh, for listeners at home, I have a spoon in my hand, and then I just put it on uh, Mary Beth's notebook, and I just left it there, and I felt weird about it. I thought nothing so. of it. <laughs> <laughs> I drew attention. I saw you pick it up, and I was like, I feel like you did that because you felt bad, but I've written nothing on this notebook. <laughs> I always have to have something in my hands. You're a fidgety guy. I'm a fidgety guy. <laughs> yeah, like Kermit. Kermit. Uh, I was just about to. Uh, also draw a comparison between that and like uh have you ever done any puppeteering i have yeah oh, i'm in fine. a i'm in an improv group uh called uh dotel winyetka yes and uh, i've seen you guys because oh yeah. reagan reagan shared a slot with you at the uh Moa, no st louis the compass improv festival you were there mm-hmm. we played right before you guys yeah. I don't remember. I, I, I don't <laughs> it was like remember. before we had met. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. What a small world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, well, one of the guys, Josh, in our group mm-hmm. uh, made uh, puppets, and we do puppet sets around that's town so now. That's so cool. Yeah. And that's, it's so fun. I think that's awesome to do with a group that you're already comfortable with that you mm-hmm. have worked with for a while, because it's a Chicago Improv League team, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, see, I know things. Yeah, Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I think that's cool. It's as opposed to trying to actually put together a like specifically puppet improv team oh, with, yeah. a, which a, with a bunch of trying to like build interest in that. I think using it as something different or to like stretch muscles that you already work with people that you know how to play with well already. I think mm-hmm. that's a really good idea. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, it's not our, it's not exclusively puppets. Yeah, we right. do a lot of stuff, and then, like, once in a while, we'll pull out the puppets. It's, like, just a different form. I feel like it. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, and have you have you improvised with puppets before? Never. That's great. It's I've very seen, freeing. I've seen Felt a few mm-hmm. times, and I've seen... Uh, do you know who Sam Locke is? No. He does, um... Uh... 
He does a show called Weirdos at the Annoyance that's all um, puppet-based. Oh, cool. But it's like, um, it was one of the first shows that I was aware of at the Annoyance because I was an intern during the day on Sundays, and it was a Sunday matinee show. Yeah. So he was like one of the first people that I met. Um, and yeah, they're just... I don't think they've opened yet, but they, I think they have a show that's, like, opening with The Annoyance. Oh, so it's coming back with mm-hmm. The New Annoyance? Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Yeah, so, uh... uh yeah. It's, it's great, because you can get a... <laughs> yeah, I care. I was like, oh, This is the portion oh, of the podcast uh, where we, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was trying to remember why I brought that up, but it's oh. because I've seen them and I've seen Felt, and that's about oh, it. Yeah, yeah. But oh. I've never really done it for myself. Oh yeah, um, yeah, because you can, you can get away with a lot more as, as puppets, uh, like uh, uh, context-wise okay. and just like language-wise. You mm-hmm. could, I mean, you can say really disgusting things, and people will <laughs> sure. Will There's a certain amount it. of separation between. Yeah. The person saying it and what's being said. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's interesting. Do you think yeah. there's something there uh, where the Muppets are concerned too? Yeah, I think so. Because I think the Muppets, they they can be dark mm-hmm. as well. They're never like filthy. Even though there is a... Now there's like a grown-up Muppet shows that they go on tour with. I forgot oh, really? the name of it. Oh, Avenue Q? No, it's, it's oh, sort of like it's that. literally Muppets. It's, I think it's called like Muppet Up or... Something. It's like a. It's like a. They go on tour and they they do these shows where it's like adult. I mean, I feel Muppets. like most. I feel like at this point the Muppets. Uh, well, I guess with the new movies, this probably is becoming less true. But I feel like at this point the Muppets uh, fan base is adults. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like there are little kids uh, going crazy over the Muppet Show and like those old Muppet movies. You know, those, right? The, the adult. That's like. Uh, you know, it's like the kids in the hall or something. <laughs> it's like a, it's, a, it's an adult thing more so than it is a kids. Thing. Yeah. Well, now have you? Did you see the new Muppet? Movie? I haven't seen the newest one. No. I was going to try to triple feature it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it didn't work into your, uh, your yeah, triple feature. I haven't been able to do a trip triple feature. I haven't been able to trip feature in a while. Oh. So. <laughs> uh, that was, that's really good. The, that, it sort of reintroduces the Muppets for a new generation. Do you, I liked the first one. I thought it was cute. I think Jason Siegel is. Oh, that's one. That's the movie. That's oh, what I'm talking oh, about. The, oh, the, the, but I haven't seen. Oh, yeah, Muppets Most Wanted, Wanted is the newest, newest Have one. Have you seen that one? It is, and it's okay. Okay, it's, you don't like it as much as the first one. Not at all. Really? No. It's it's a Muppet movie, so at the worst, it's still great because right. right, there's Muppets right, in right, it. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> but it just it it wasn't as. Uh, like smart or as funny as the the first movie it seems yeah even just from things that i've heard about it like because isn't there some sort of like russian counterpart to uh yeah of kermit yeah who's like yeah there you go (laughs) yeah you know so much about this movie Uh, doug vincent talks a lot about it on his podcast (laughs) for some for one reason or another he references constantine all the time because he also wasn't a big fan of like the movie yeah. in general, and or as, but specifically that aspect of it for some reason, he That's just like funny. doesn't like that Constantine exists in the Muppets. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I know really specific, no really specific things about a movie I have not seen. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. Uh, yeah, it was just kind of weird. It was really uh, a remake of the Great Muppet Caper. Mm. But uh, I kept getting the two names confused because I yeah. was like, they're. I didn't know if it was supposed to be associated with the Great Muppet Caper or what. I, yeah, I think it's 
it, it's sort of, yeah, it's, it's pretty much a remake of it. Uh, I don't think it's the pl- same plot, like scene for scene or anything, but mm-hmm. it's just they both in t- both in, uh, you have Muppets going around the world <laughs> trying to solve a thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. cl- close enough for government. Work. <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel like. Aren't there just, like, loads and loads of celebrities in it, too? There are, yeah. So, um, I feel like so often in things like that, it's just like, oh, uh, we'll throw a person in here to keep people entertained. Yeah. Because you're just like, oh, I know who that is. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, that, that could be a, a good thing or a bad thing. Sometimes it's just, it's, it could be fun to watch uh, celebrities interact with Muppets. I love in the first one when they do uh, Man or Muppet, whatever mm-hmm. the, that song is yeah. called. And uh, the real counterpart for um, the puppet who's uh, Jason Siegel's friend is, uh, uh, isn't it Jim Parsons? Yeah. 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 I thought that was very funny. I thought that was like a good use of a celebrity cameo Mm -hmm. was to like do this silly thing. Uh, where there's two, you know, real people versus the Muppet versions of themselves. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, in things like that, I think that's effective. But if you're just, like, throwing someone in here who's, like, some Russian guy hanging out with Constantine, but also <laughs> it's Brad Pitt. Yeah. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, that method can, uh, can backfire. Um... Did they do that in the older movies? They did. That is a throwback to to the old school Muppets because the Muppet Show would have celebrity guests right. or celebrity hosts every right. week, sort of Saturday Night Live style. Oh, cool! Um, I don't even know if I realized that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they. It wasn't the same. They wouldn't host like they would host SNL, right. but they would like have, they would be the special guest. Yeah, the special guest. Yeah, uh, and then all the old Muppet movies, they would have. Celebrities that you wouldn't know yeah, now. They're yeah, just, they're very. Like, that guy was on Cagney and yeah. Lacey or something. <laughs> yeah, he was on the Love Boat. Yeah, or like, yeah. And, and your parents are like, "Oh, it's yeah, I, don't even know, I don't know a name to I pull. Can't even make up a name. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised Cagney and Lacey fell out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> like what's some impressive. old thing people know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh man, Peter Falk cameo. Oh, that's a great, yeah. oh, man, great pull. Yeah, okay. yeah. I would have it's no a... idea what that what Peter Falk looks like, but I'm sure my parents would. He's Columbo. I know. Oh, okay. uh, I know, but I don't know what he looks. I mean, he's got like a big. Does he have a mustache? No. I See, that's... I got nothing. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, but yeah, that's that was sort of a throwback thing to the the older. That's cool. Muppet movies. I, I, I would have never put that together um yeah but um what were we talking about uh, I guess the new Muppet the movies, new Muppet movies. Um, yeah Muppet was one of, it was a kind of kind of a underwhelming but the the yeah the first Muppet movie I thought was like a really the first People new Muppet movie love that movie yeah I feel like it I uh, to be honest I feel like it almost got a little overhyped for me yeah, because people that. super, super loved it. It took me a while to see it. I saw it in theaters, and I enjoyed it, but I was mm-hmm. like, I mean. <laughs> Imagine, <laughs> like, there's, like, children next to you, and you're like, what the fuck's the big deal about this movie? Hey, child. <laughs> did you like that piece of shit? No, I just did uh, <laughs> No, I did like it. I think it's adorable. I think, uh... Especially the like main song, "Life's a Happy Song." That's oh yeah, adorable. Mm-hmm. And then they sing it at the end, and I love, like I said, I love the man and the Muppet. Yeah. Whole that whole sequence I thought was so 
perfect and funny. And there were things, like you said, that were really smart about it and little mm-hmm. like winks and nods that I think were probably missed on me a little bit as someone who isn't super into the Muppets. Oh. So I think that's an aspect of it that I gave the benefit of the doubt for. But uh, yeah, I went to see it with my family and was like, that was fun. <laughs> I'm glad we did that. It's a good like a movie to see movie. with your family. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it. Do you know Ali Hobson? Yes. I'll, I'll tag him in the... Fellow Well, change. he's not on Facebook anymore. It doesn't oh, matter. Really? Anyway, yeah. Uh, well, me and Ali went to see it together. And it was it was like in the middle of the afternoon. It was us <laughs> and parents <laughs> and their children. Uh, and it was wonderful. That sounds uh, great. Old uh, bro day. Yeah, old bro day. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um... Uh, or I guess they call those mandates, but no, uh, I call them a bro date. I like a bro, bro date. date. You guys are bros, not yeah, men. right, <laughs> right, right. We're more than men. We're, just, we're bros. Um, but uh, but it was really smart. Um, another like Muppet World thing I really love is um, the Jersey Labyrinth. Yes, or the Dark Crystal. I have seen Labyrinth. I haven't seen The Dark Crystal. Okay. Uh, I thought about bringing up Labyrinth when we were originally talking about Jim Henson because I feel yeah. like it falls under his like his like creative mind genius type yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, so you like Labyrinth? I yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and I feel like it, one of the sad things about Jim Henson dying. It's uh, he died pretty early mm-hmm. in the early nineties at a young pretty young age. Like I How feel like was he fifties. I think so. Yeah, yeah. 60s, probably. Oh, I guess Maybe he, even younger than that. He was 24 when he died. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Look at all he did! <laughs> I know, in a short, short amount of time. Uh, but no, like... He made Kermit when he was four! <laughs> right. Sometimes I wonder, like, what would have happened if he, uh, if he didn't pass away so soon. Like, he was just... He died right when, like, the CGI era was coming yeah. into fruition. So I didn't know... I wouldn't know if he would embrace it or be sort of a curmudgeon about it and, like, still make, mu- like, all Muppet Legitimate. movies in the 2000s. Right. But I think The Labyrinth was the closest to his big vision of what he wanted his Muppet creatures to, to become. I totally... Yeah, I would agree with you in the sense that it's very much a, like, world-creating movie. Mm-hmm. And I like that he took that on and yeah i think there would have been other examples of that what's how does dark crystal compare to labyrinth uh well that was that came before labyrinth okay i it was sort of his that was his first feature-length film that wasn't muppets but it dark crystal is uh it's cool i didn't see it until later in my life Mm -hmm. so i don't know if that has that affects yeah you don't have because labyrinth is definitely a another one of those movies that like everyone watched when they were a kid yeah along with christmas carol and like treasure Mm -hmm. island and things like that yeah uh oh yeah i want to talk about when i first saw labyrinth too that's (laughs) that's fun but uh dark crystal it's all muppets there's no like there's no human characters in it so oh, he, wow. So every every cool. creature in there was a Muppet, which is a, a big deal for Jim Henson. Yeah, so that is pretty different yeah. from Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. But I, part of it, it's um, it's also a super scary movie. And not like, probably not, maybe not in a good way. Labyrinth it's like, creeped me out a lot when I was little. Like, yeah. I couldn't, there was a time where I just, I never watched the whole thing. Because I was like, ooh, scary. Yeah. What are these hands? Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah the hands are the faces. Hands, the hands are easily the creepiest part of that movie oh yeah they're just <laughs> touching jennifer connelly <laughs> way too much yeah it's really scary uh dark crystal it's definitely worth seeing uh, uh but it's like it's not 
yeah, it's not as as good or fully fleshed out as as Labyrinth. Um, but I remember the first time I saw Labyrinth, uh, th- and like I was like three or four. I had no idea who David Bowie was. Oh, I had no yeah, idea who. Sure, I had sure. no. Like I know it was connected to the Muppets in any way, oh. and it was it was on the uh, the Disney Channel. I was gonna say they used to play it on Disney Channel all the time. Yeah, and I like watched it with my mom like late at night once, and it was just it had just a weird it made a weird impression on me. Uh huh. Just because it was it was super creepy. Uh huh. And David Bowie terrified me. His character <laughs> of the Goblin King. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> like because I didn't know he was I didn't know who David Bowie was. I just thought he was some scary dude that they got to be in this movie. <laughs> Uh, but I, it's it, like how a generation of children are terrified of Ray Fiennes, and even oh, though they're Voldemort? like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're just like, oh god, it's Voldemort. They're gonna like watch like Schindler's List when Be they're like, older. He is truly <laughs> the worst person alive. Uh, <clears throat> right? Yeah, and and then and then I did not see Labyrinth again for years. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot it even existed until high school when mm-hmm. I saw it at a blockbuster. <laughs> And I was like, wait, is this that movie I saw oh, when I yeah. was four? And then I rewatched it with some friends, and I just, that's when I really fell in love with it. Oh, cool. Uh, when I rediscovered it. Uh-huh. Uh, that's funny. So. I feel like I did that, um, I've done that with other things, but I feel like there are, there are movies like that that people saw when they were a child, and then... I think the one that comes to mind for some reason is um, Princess Bride. I feel like it's oh, something yeah. that I watched... Before I was like old enough to really get it, uh-huh. and then when you see it as an older person, you're like, "Hey, this is a really good movie." Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't see Princess Bride until I was like in high school. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't watch it as a kid, which is weird. But I, I love the shit out of it mm-hmm. when I watched it in high school. I, yeah, I think I didn't. I don't even know if I saw the whole thing until I was like a freshman or sophomore in college. I watched a lot of things for the first time in those first couple years of college. <laughs> that was, those were big years for you. you big years. <laughs> I, it's for, based on what you're telling me, and when you were growing up, you only watched bits and pieces of a lot of movies. Yeah. Yeah, I, like it's not far off from the yeah. truth. I think I watched a lot of like Nickelodeon and Disney Channel, mm-hmm. so I saw a lot of movies that would come on those things. But I didn't necessarily like seek out other movies. Uh, so yeah. that was when my I I got really into film uh, like independently of my of college. Like I just mm-hmm. was friends with people right after I graduated who. Uh, were, like, more critical of film than I had ever been. Uh And so I was like, oh, yeah, this is a thing that I can do as, like, an intelligent Uh uh, young person. So I've started going to... We had a dollar theater uh, in Hartsville, South Carolina, where I went to junior and senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. And so we would go to, like, all the movies that ever ran there. So I remember seeing... um, I remember seeing Transformers and Ratatouille in the same night. <laughs> oh, what a night. What a double feature. And I was like, what a dub yes, feature. super, yeah. super crazy dub feature. And I remember hating Transformers. <laughs> yeah. And it was one of the first times I had ever really, especially a movie like that, that was a blockbuster that everyone was like, we gotta see Transformers. <laughs> and being a little underwhelmed by Ratatouille, which I haven't revisited uh, in a long time, and yeah. I've been told I should because... When I say I'm underwhelmed by it, people are like, what? <laughs> you can't be underwhelmed by a Pixar movie. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you can't. I, but Ratatouille, I don't, I never watched, but I, I enjoyed it when I saw I, it. I did too, but it's like, it's no Toy Story. <laughs> uh, it's no, what else was out before that? Uh, I mean, I, Monsters, Inc. is one of my favorite oh, yeah. uh, Pixar movies. Mm-hmm. I think that's 
better. Mm. It's like, oh, cool. Let's take the most interesting character and shove it under a hat. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, there was something about how that rat controlled that man by pulling his <laughs> hair. I could not believe it, even though so it was about a talking silly. rat right. that cooked. It's, I was all on board with that. But right. then like, I was like, the body doesn't work that way. You can't right. pull someone's hair and have and, them move yeah, independently. Yeah, there's a certain threshold for the willful <laughs> suspension of disbelief that that does not covered. I don't right. think like, I think that's a yeah. Um but it's you know it's it a, also a, I think I have like a weird I think I have a weird vendetta against her because it, it came out I think it came out the same Oh no, something else came out. Whatever came out whatever Pixar movie came out the same year as Kung Fu Panda got more like it might have been the same movie. They came out within a year of one yeah. year. And more people talked about how great Ratatouille was than how great Kung Fu Panda was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this movie is know. amazing. It is hilarious. And the yeah. animation is beautiful. And the voice acting is hilarious. Like, oh, yeah. I loved everything about Kung Fu Panda. And it was about a panda that did karate. <laughs> <laughs> Kung Fu Panda Kung is Fu, great. I'm sorry. No, I can't yeah. just bandy about different words right. for Kung Fu. <laughs> right. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Kung Fu Panda is is great. I, uh, I I think it's 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 star has lessened in the in the years because of Pixar movies and, and right. stuff. And I but resent Kung Fu Panda that. Is great. It's an amazing movie. I think I watched Kung Fu Panda and The Happening as a double feature. <laughs> <laughs> I think I. Uh, I think I watched those two movies the same night. I watched, uh, I remember watching The Happening, um, I think I was living at my parents' house between college and moving here, Mm -hmm. and it was like one of those things where I was like, well, don't have anything else to do, guess I'll put on this shit show of a movie everybody's been talking about, and it was garbage. Oh my god. (laughs) I could do another podcast just on The Happening. That could, that... That movie is is something special. If you like, if you watch it as a comedy, it's the one of the oh, funniest movies yes. of all time. Yeah, those those fucking plant scene where he's talking yeah. to the plant. Oh, yeah. It's like, Marky Mark, you are one of the only people who could do this and not look like your soul is just yeah. dying slowly inside of you. Yeah, he and, something... I think he and Nick Cage have a very specific like can do really horrible things in movies right. and actually seem okay. like they're pulling it off. <laughs> right. It doesn't seem weird. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's like a, he's teaching a, a science class at the beginning. Right. And he's like, you heard about the bees? <laughs> he does a whole speech on bees disappearing. I remember that. And then the bell rings. And like nothing really has happened at this point. But as the kids are leaving, he stops them and he's just like, hey, uh, just be careful out there. <laughs> It's just the way, like the way Mark Wahlberg says every line in that movie mm-hmm. is 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 something. <laughs> uh, I don't know how we landed uh, because I took it to Ratatouille and, and uh, naturally it'll it'll naturally every conversation <laughs> goes back to the happening. It's <laughs> just a natural part of of our human condition now. <gasps> It's not... You're not far off. I mean, look at everywhere Zoe Deschanel is. Oh, yeah. She's in that movie. I forgot about that. Everyone forgets about it. I feel like people give Mark Wahlberg a lot of shit for that movie. And it's like, America... You know, if you're gonna... 
laud the new girl. Keep in mind, this woman was in the happening. Yeah. And she, I think she was one of those people who, like, you could see the dead behind her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you could see how terrible she felt like that movie was going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She just kind of, like, a, she had a wide-eyed expression that whole movie. Uh, she was just, going through the motions. Yeah. Right. She delivered her lines as, yeah, as dead as so- and soulless as possible. Right. Uh, but, um. It's, uh... Yeah, I um, uh, I was gonna try to swing it back to the Muppets. No, that's fine. I I didn't realize coming into this, you're not that familiar with the Muppets. No, I'm not. I'm really not. I almost told you, but sometimes I like to just let it come out naturally. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, <laughs> you, oh, yeah. you like this? I know, like the common level. I th- I think I know the like. The base level of someone who is into like pop culture oh, knows yeah, about yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Muppets, but yeah, not super knowledgeable. Because um, yeah, I just assume everyone my age is a big Muppets fan, right? I think there's, I think it's me. probably a safe assumption to some extent. Uh, I like, I like the things that I've seen. <laughs> I'm not, listen, I'm not gonna try to convince you. <laughs> To love the Muppets—that's uh-huh. that's something that you have to, yeah, something you have to deal with. It's similar with uh, the Simpsons. I, I don't have much of a like really knowledge base. I I bring it back up because you mentioned it as something that's always been a constant in yeah. life. I don't have a big knowledge base for it. It's something that most people that, especially in this kind of circles that we run mm-hmm. in. Uh, do have a, like a huge knowledge base of and I yeah. never it's not that I don't like it it's just one of those things I just like never got into when I was younger uh, I don't know no, that's, you know you live your life <laughs> you live your life that's fine <laughs> I don't know if I have those kind of constants if I like yeah. I don't know Disney in general yeah. uh, like Pixar films truly mm-hmm. that, that's like yeah Pixar know. films have been around since we were little kids and Toy Story was Literally, my favorite Toy Story and Lion King. I I watched just incessantly. Oh yeah. So ever since then, I was I I even understood that there was a difference between like what Pixar was and what Disney was, Mm -hmm. uh, because I was just super into Toy Story and wanted to know everything else surrounding like what that was. Oh yeah. Uh, I I came to this realization the other day, and this we're again getting off the Muppets, but it's okay. (laughs) But I I think the Toy Story trilogy might be the greatest film trilogy of all time. I absolutely agree with you. I've had this conversation with someone before. (laughs) Someone I went to college with. The person I went to college with who like showed me a bunch of things. I watched Star Wars with her for the first time. Mm. I watched. um, it was around the same time as I watched all the Indiana Jones movies. I had seen Temple of Doom, but I hadn't seen the first or third. I don't that's know. so funny. I right? watched the Temple of Doom was my first one, too, for some reason. I think that's the only one my family had on VHS. Likewise, we had it on tape. Yeah. So I would watch it on tape all the time with my brother. And for some reason, I never saw Raiders or Last <laughs> And I saw those as a an older teenager, like 17 or 18, and I was like, Wait, these movies are actually really good. <laughs> I stay. I'll stand by Temple of Doom. My dying day. I do too, uh, but it's just a different movie. Yeah, it, it's, it's mm-hmm. just different. I uh, I stand by it as well, but um, yeah. I, so I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I had a weird like. Uh, oh, but I've had that conversation with that person who I owe a lot of like 
my film critiquing, uh, working out those kind of muscles. I did a mm. lot of that with her because oh. she had a, all these like great opinions on movies, and it was like one of the first friends I had who was really into film. Um, her name's Katie Conyers. I don't know if she listens Shout to the out. podcast a lot or not, but I do know that we like every once in a while uh, keep in touch. Uh, and uh, that's true. I owe a lot of my like oh. movie, the ability to have taste in movies to her. Mm. Um, and she and I absolutely had a conversation where we we're like, Toy Story, best trilogy of all time. What else touches it? Yeah. As far as three films... That are all incredible, right? I mean, like, you, I mean, you have to have Star Wars and Lord of the Rings right. in the conversation. Maybe the Back to the Future trilogy. I maybe. haven't seen anything after the first Back to the Future. Whoops. Well, that I mean, you have to <laughs> triple feature uh, Back to the Future <laughs> two, three, and uh, what did I say earlier? What movie you had to watch earlier? Oh, Muppet Dark Crystal. Oh, no, Dark Crystal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What a day! Uh, I, I put Back to the Future like one, like a tier below those other ones. Though. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah as I far think as that's one of the reasons why I haven't seen the others is because most people are like, meh. I the, mean, the second two aren't as good as the original. May, maybe it's they're all they're it's so great. It's movie. still Back to the Future. It's still Back to the Future. Right. It's still awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was like lying in bed one night a few nights ago, and I I don't know how the thought came to me, but mm-hmm. I was like, wait. Like, Toy Story Trilogy, there hasn't been any other trilogy that, like, it gets possibly better yeah. as it goes. Yeah. And I, I couldn't tell you which one is my favorite. Right. I couldn't. The And, like, Toy Story th- 3, Toy Story 3 might be my favorite. And to, to think, I can't think of any other movie series where the third yeah. is possibly better than the first two. It's, and the second one's possibly better than the first right. one. I tr- like... I can't either. I, I, I think they're all phenomenal movies, and I think most of the like, I New Hope is my favorite Star Wars. It may not necessarily be like what people consider the best. I think that uh, um, the Jedi. I think Jedi is. Uh, I, I, there's yes. just so many things that I don't like about it. I don't, uh, I don't like the Ewoks. Um, no, I, yeah, I think they're people. dumb. Yeah, uh, well, I am uh, one of those people. <laughs> I'll well, say it. To bring it back to Muppets, Jim Henson had a big part of to do with uh, the Star Wars trilogy really? too. They, cool. like Yoda, Yoda was uh, you know a, 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 Muppet? a Muppet. Technically, a Muppet. I had no idea. Frank, did you, did you know Frank Oz, who did Miss Piggy, uh-huh. did the voice of Yoda. Okay, I don't think I would have realized that at all. What was I listening to recently? Uh, I was listening to the Nerdist podcast with Christina Ricci, and she was talking about she Mermaids was directed by Frank Oz. Oh, I didn't. Isn't know that, that so weird? Yeah, she started talking about it, and Hardwick was like, "Whoa, I didn't even think about the fact yeah. that you had worked with him." Kind of thing, <laughs> and they started talking. He, she said that. Uh, she would try to do the Kermit voice, like, for Frank Oz. Like, when she... I mean, but she was, you know, 11 or 12. I don't know how old she was on Mermaids. I've never seen that. No, yeah, that's not one I go go back to. No, but it was, like, one of her first movies that she ever did. I think it was her first feature movie. Uh, So they started talking about Frank Oz a lot. But no, I don't don't think I would have put... brought that full circle into him being Yoda. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Frank Oz is a cool dude. Yeah, he now he just directs films. He directed Mermaids. He directed What About Bob? I think. Oh yeah, weird. Yeah. Well, I, that's. It seems like I don't know. 
it, it just seems like the the fact that that guy, the, like when you looking yeah. at his entire filmography, it would just be baffling. I think right to be yeah to be Miss Piggy and the director <laughs> of Mermaids in one lifetime is, yeah. is quite a life. Right, right. <laughs> it's, just weird. it's cool. I mean, yeah. stretch all your muscles. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be you, Frank Oz. Keep it going. Uh, uh, by all reports, he's a good guy. Yeah, I haven't like, met him, but I'm sure he's cool. <laughs> I'm sure he's a cool dude. Yeah. He'd have to be right. That's there's certain people who've worked on certain projects that I just feel like have to be. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe I've heard like Jim Henson was like sort of like a like a like a taskmaster. Mm-hmm. Like he like really pushed his his uh, his people Agenda. to the brink. Yeah, interesting. I feel I was. Uh, uh, just listening to some to uh, an interview with Seth Rogen where he said that working with uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was like that too. Oh yeah, and it's like, well, both of those people have very fully realized ideas. Yeah, uh, Jim Henson and mm. Sasha Baron Cohen, a weird um, people to draw a comparison to, but both of them have like fully realized ideas of what they want. Yeah, so why not be a taskmaster and right. get that idea of what you want? Uh, onto into a full project. Yeah, it seems like it's like a, a geniusy thing. Mm-hmm. And I would I would even consider Sasha Baron Cohen a genius. I would, even too. though yeah, I haven't seen The Dictator. I don't I don't hear great things about I it. I have. Uh, you're not missing anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think people with that kind of minds uh, like tend to be kind of uh, what's the word? Just uh, demanding. Mm-hmm. And I know, like Walt Disney was like that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure John Lasseter at Pixar is like oh, that. Oh, I bet you're right. I bet he is. Uh, but at the same time, Pixar is, like, consistently on those, like, best places to work right. lists. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, someone else. Oh, uh, when my friend Scott did the podcast about Charlie Chaplin. Oh, we yeah. We talked a lot about that. That mm-hmm. he, like, Scott loves him as a performer and, like, everything he did and created. But at the same time, he feels very separate from him because he knows that he... He doesn't work that way when he works artistically. Yeah. Uh, do you feel... How do you feel about that? Like, how would you compare your own work ethic to that of someone oh, like a Henson? You know, I wish I could be like that. Yeah. But I, I just can't. I think doing a lot of improv has helped me. I, I think I used to... When I, I was a film major right. in, in college, uh, and whenever I would make short films, I wanted to be like that perfectionist. I want to have everything perfect. Mm-hmm. I think doing improv has made me loosen up to where if I do any projects like that, I'm just like, uh, you know, you get it. Yeah. It'll work itself out. You know, we, it's a, you do your thing. I'll let you know to wrangle it in or not wrangle right. it in. Um, yeah. Cause like all, a lot of my favorite people are like that. My favorite directors like that. Like yes. David, like David Fincher does that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Chaplin, all those people are like perfectionist. Um, but also, there are people that work the opposite way. Like Woody Allen, I hear is pretty loose. Yeah, pretty loose. I've heard he doesn't give much direction. Yeah, uh, I think Judd Apatow is sort of like that. Oh yeah, Lucy, for Lucy. sure. Um, but yeah, I'm absolutely, I'm totally not in the uh, the perfectionist camp. I think. Anymore. Yeah, I think improv. Uh, and Scott and I spoke to this a little bit. I think improv is just such a collaborative thing mm-hmm. that when you work on other projects and do want that to be an aspect of it you can't it can't be yours like it can't be like a director dictating what everyone's doing right it's not it's a totally different like 
project or, or function functionality. Do you yeah. do any film stuff now? I, I try every once in a while I try to do some some sketches. Cool. Me and Ollie. Nice. Try to try to do that. Um, what are you Ginger Price. Ginger Price yeah, is I our group like, name, uh, yeah. I yeah. Know it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. It's gonna take me a That's second. Us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, we've been we've been uh, playing together for a while. Um, I want to do more video sketches. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's where industry is, is going. I um, agree with you. But, uh, but like I, it's, I think doing a lot of improv though has helped me. It's helped my, my writing and, um, and, and directing skills just cause it's like, like if you're an improv scene and you try to force an agenda, it's going to be awful. Right. Um, and I think when you're doing, I guess it's a little bit different when you're doing like video projects, but, uh, you can have like a vision in your mind, but like people are going to have probably better ideas than you on certain things. So if you right. just like, right. if you just let yourself go, just let the project be its its <laughs> own thing, just like a scene and an improv show, just like, you know, let every, other people contribute, mm-hmm. um, and kind of make them do stuff. Like, I, f- I feel like I'm. I'm talking all over the place here. No, it's but there there's some directors that do like line readings for yeah, actors. Yeah, They're yeah. like, no, no, put the emphasis on grape. Yeah, like, <laughs> say like that. that movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and I used to be like that when oh, I was like making little videos with my friends back home. Uh-huh. Uh I would like I try to make like a Wes Anderson movie where every line was like very like specific. Uh huh. Um, and now I realize that's that's awful. But he's you know? another person who it's like. It just takes a specific mm-hmm. type yeah. of person to be able to pull off those. It ha- you like if you're gonna be a Henson or a Baron Cohen or a Wes Anderson or or whatever, you gotta be a fucking genius or, yeah. or Charlie Chaplin. Mm-hmm. You you have to uh, those things work because those people can pull them off. But it's not necessarily the way that all art is created. Like, it's a different subset than something that's collaborative. And like you said, letting people, letting the things come out from, like, what the people's strengths are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the Muppets are are, are Henson's. Like, he, mm-hmm. it's his brain children. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's weird because there, there have always been puppets. Mm-hmm. But, throughout history <laughs> but like yeah muppets are such a specific thing and it's just it's it's and it's it was all yeah it was all from his mind mm-hmm. um and it, it's just it's like you know like thomas edison inventing electricity or something <laughs> it's just like it's a very like, groundbreaking right thing everything that, else that came. all came from this dude's mind right um do you have what's the, uh, I'll ask this question um, before we start wrapping things up. What's the associ- I've never been able to figure out what the association is with the Muppets and Sesame Street. Okay. Because there are a lot of Muppet characters mm-hmm. that were integrated in Sesame Street, right. but plenty that weren't considered Muppets, right? Right, right. Well, that's it's all part of the Jim Henson oh, world. So okay. Sesame Street was actually his... His first major that came before the Muppet Show. And oh, everything. so that was oh. uh, Jim Henson worked in television. He introduced Muppets in television, like from the fifties, like during doing like local TV shows in the, the DC area. Um, and then, like nineteen sixty nine, I want to say he 
develop Sesame Street. Okay. And then... I don't think I ever would have mentally uh, been able to discern that Sesame Street came first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was like his first breakthrough. Hmm. And then... So he... Sesame Street blew up. And it's still a thing, which is cool. Um, And then out of that, he wanted to... His bigger vision was to do like primetime television shows or like mm-hmm. talk shows with his Muppet creatures. Cool. And that's how the, the Muppets That's really cool. That we know of came to be. I think yeah, I think Sesame Street is also a source for my own familiarity with the Muppets. Because I watched mm-hmm. a lot of Sesame Street as a kid. Yeah. Uh even though I didn't really have a like I didn't watch all the movies or anything like that. I've never mm-hmm. the ones we talked about are the only ones I've seen, I think. The um Christmas Carol and Treasure Island. You never saw Muppets Take Manhattan? No. <sighs> Quadruple Feach. <laughs> Quadruple Feach. It's going to be a it's long a day. It's a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a popcorn. Yes. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, Muppets Take Manhattan. It's, it's probably like the most popular of the Muppet movies. Yeah. The Citizen Kane of Muppet <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we can say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we got into this a little bit. We were talking about like how your um, f- f- filmmaking <laughs> compares to that of uh-huh. Henson's. But uh, how do you think that your love of uh, and knowledge of the Muppets has influenced you creatively? Um, and how do you think it's influenced your your life in general? Ooh. Um, I don't know. I th- I'm not sure if if this is directly related to, to Muppets, but I don't know. I think I, I am generally, I like being lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I try not to take things too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to like comedy and mm-hmm. writing, mm-hmm. um, and I think there's some, another a cool thing about the Muppets is that they, they can like, they're self deprecating. They can yes. make fun of themselves yeah, yeah, and they're, sure. they can be kind of meta and like, there, and I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that part of it. Well, it's a high fidelity thing. It's like, are we the things that we like? Are are we the person we are because we like those things? Mm-hmm. What are, that's a right. butchering of that quote. But I think <laughs> you know what, what I'm referring yes, to. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and um, so yeah, I think it, like that Muppet sense of humor is probably seeped into my subconscious. Mm-hmm. That and and the Simpsons both. I think. It had a lot to do with my sense of humor developing mm-hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, I guess I guess that's it. I just um, what else about the the Muppets? It has something to do with my me creatively? I don't know. I w- I did a um, a film, a short film in my junior year of high school uh, called uh, called. Melancholy happiness. <laughs> I was I was I was sixteen when I made this movie. Uh, so please does don't judge it me. exist on the internet? It doesn't. My mom has a copy of the DVD. Okay, I need to put it on Facebook immediately. Because part of it, I'll tell you. So I, the main character, uh, it's about this this girl who uh, who stops uh, dreaming. Uh, stops. She just stops dreaming because that can happen, I guess. Uh, hey, and- if a rat can control somebody's <laughs> body, 
by pulling the hairs on the head. Right. Then somebody can stop dreaming. Yeah, she's going to stop dreaming, and so she gets really sad about it. Uh, Would you say it was a melancholy? (laughs) Yep, that's a line in the fucking movie. Uh, But uh, anyway, and then she uh, finds... We laugh, but the fact that you created something like that when you were just a a dumb high schooler is amazing. Like, that's so... I know, it's... It is weird. Did you just do it like independently of anything? Yeah, That's me and awesome. my friends just did it. That's awesome. I, I had a lot more free time in high school that I can make a forty-five minute movie. <laughs> yeah, it was forty-five minutes long. I filmed it. We filmed it over the summer between uh, sophomore and junior year That's of awesome. high school. What did you edit it with? Oh my god, I don't know. It's some free editing software on the internet. Right. It was it's... very. I filmed it on my like little like cheap Canon camcorder that my parents bought me That's for Christmas. Awesome. But anyway, uh, the, 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 she finds a sock on the ground <laughs> one day, and she's like, oh, weird, I'll just keep it. <laughs> and, then, and then overnight, the sock comes alive. Uh, as a puppet. As a puppet. And oh, helps her. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it, so, because when I, while I was writing this, I was getting into Labyrinth in a big way. And I, was, I was like rediscovering the Muppet. That's so in the way. And I was like, I want to, I, I want to make a Muppet creature because I think there's something I'm so about. I'm so glad you brought this up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think because there's something so delightful about puppets or Muppets in general that, like, like for me, if. If I'm scanning through channels, which mm-hmm. you don't do anymore, mm-hmm. but if you're channel surfing, because mm-hmm. it's 1995, if, you're <laughs> surf, if I'm like going through a bunch of channels and then I see a, I see a puppet, yeah, I'm going to stop. Give I'm going to pause. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it a good minute to see what's up. Uh, but anyway, so this character uh, by the name of Rupert is the name of the puppet, Aww, the name of the sock puppet, helps her is. through her, her melancholiness, uh, and eventually she's able to dream again. Rupert. And it's a very happy it's ending. It's like a manic pixie dream puppet. Literally dream puppet. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I never realized that. And, uh, I man- feel like I just broke something open for you. <laughs> yeah, like so, manic pixie okay. dream puppet. Uh, and the whole soundtrack, I was such a pretentious 16-year-old, but the whole soundtrack was The Shins. Oh was, my god! I was getting into the shins that in a big way. So funny. Uh, I, I just discovered the shins. Uh, their first two albums were out by then. And to give myself some credit, this was pre-Garden State. Okay, sure. So sure, this sure. was before it was cool to That's... use shins songs in your that movies. So f- I, I knew I was I was racking my brain trying to think of what it was that uses a bunch of shins music. So I'm yeah. glad that you said Garden State. Yeah. Um, that was a that was one of the first. That was also along with Transformers, one of the first movies that I saw that I was like, people like this? <laughs> Garden this State. Movie is <laughs> Garden State was such, like, when did you see, when, how old were you when you watched Garden State? Uh, I was like 16 or 17. Okay. Because yeah. you, because I saw it around when it came out. Yeah. A bunch of people were already into it before I saw it. Yeah. So again, it got like really built up. Yeah. In my, and all my friends were like, you gotta watch this movie. This guy I liked loved it. So I was like, uh-huh. well, I guess I have to like it. I tried to watch it four different times. Three of those, I fucking fell asleep. Because, and yeah. the other one, when I actually saw the whole thing, I think it was the second or third time I saw it, I actually watched the whole thing and was like, that was it. <laughs> uh, that's great. I, so you made the puppet version 
of, of Garden State. Of, yeah, Natalie Portman. It was involved the, shins. Yeah, there's a lot of shin songs. The Manic Pixie Dream, Dream Puppet. puppet. Yeah, Rupert which is played a, the a, Natalie Portman mm-hmm. character. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, he acted like as as her. As you her. need to. Who's the Cameron Crow? Is that a Cameron Crow movie? Who did that? Garden State. Oh, who directed it? Oh, Zach Braff directed. I it. thought I wasn't sure if he directed it or not. I was thinking of um, Elizabeth Town. Oh, another that's a big that, fat piece of garbage. Yeah, I, yeah, I was not a fan. I was not a fan of Elizabeth Town. <laughs> that was that was one that that was a, one of the first movies that I like. Yeah, because that came out when I was starting to become more critical of film mm-hmm, too, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Elizabeth Town, Cameron Crowe, it's gonna be great. Yeah. And then I, when I came out of that movie, I was like, "Big turn, that was worthless." That was <laughs> big, awful. Big turn. Uh, it's funny about. Uh, I, like, I can recognize that Garden State is a better movie than um, Elizabethtown is. Maybe to just to like clarify things, but I still am not a big fan of either of them. I uh, I I've been I make like top ten movie lists every year. Oh, cool! And I still have one from like two thousand four, uh-huh. and I ranked Garden State. Like number three, Ooh, ahead, no, no. ahead of well, a lot of good movies, but ahead of Eternal Sunshine. Oh no, Mind. Eternal Sunshine is one of my favorite movies well, of all time. Of course it is because it's because it Cause is it's actually a good it, movie. So yeah, I don't know why. Like during that time, I guess Garden State. I was like, yeah, I get it, and Eternal Sunshine, I like too. But now, like... Well, you can I'm, also recognize that, like, Garden State borrowed a lot from Melancholy Happiness, so you had to, like, right. recognize I, this movie that was similar to something you had made was yeah. top five of the year. <laughs> exactly. I was probably... It had something to do with it. Uh, <laughs> but now, like, I, I don't... I, I, I'm scared to watch Garden State because I know I'm not going to have a good reaction to I it. I can almost guarantee that it will not hold up. <laughs> But yeah, but I was sort of pissed when Garden State came out because I was like, "Oh, great! Well, now, now I the look shins like an asshole. Thing. Yeah, now I look like a. Now I look pretentious. Now thanks, the sock puppet movie. Breath. Yeah, now the sock puppet movie helping a girl dream again is gonna seem pretentious. <laughs> uh, and I, 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 I try to watch it. Uh, every once in a while, and like there are parts where I can't even like look at it, the but there are other parts. Happiness. Yeah, yeah, there are parts where I'm proud of myself. That's so for cool. Uh, I mean, good for you. Yeah, <laughs> and I love that there was a puppet nature to it. I think that mm-hmm. I think that's a definite sign that you have like acquired a love of that kind of thing uh-huh. and it seeps into things that you do whether you're whether it's like a conscious decision or not yeah um mm-hmm. sean this has been so great this is great how long was this oh my god we've been here for hours we've been here for hour 14 <laughs> hour 14 well thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure <laughs> i was so excited to do this i am glad that months later when i actually asked you to do it you're still super on board yeah no <laughs> That was great. Thank you so much. Thank you for the coffee. Oh, of course. Grab a refill before you go. I don't care. I don't know what you need to fuel your day. I'm good. I'm good. Go for it. Thank you so much. It was really, really fun. I feel like I took it off the rails a decent amount, but you know what? They were good trips. Yeah, this road trip had some good... You know, on a good road trip, you have to have some rest stops. Yeah, you have to go off the beaten path. Yeah, the biggest ball of yarn in the world. You got to talk about the happening for a good (laughs) five minutes. Everything (laughs) comes back to the happening. Yes. And with that, uh, Sean, I love you and I mean that. Oh, I love you too. Thank you so much. Flaming red, flaming red, flaming red, flaming red, flaming red.
been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.